Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. I'm talking with Yehuda Elram, co-founder and CEO of Exit, that's E-G-G-X-Y-T, a Jerusalem-based startup among the 2018 Pierce Lions Accelerator finalists. The company has developed a novel CRISPR-based technology for the chicken industry, and Yehuda is here to share the details. Thank you for joining us. What is the problem that you hope to solve? Each year, the egg industry has to kill 7 billion male chicks. Doing so wastes billions of dollars and, of course, unnecessarily hatches and disposes those male chicks. And why? Because there are two kinds of chickens in the world. Broilers, who go for the meat industry, and the layers for the egg industry. So the female layers are those who lay the 1.2 trillion eggs we eat. But the male layers, they don't have meat on their body, and they don't lay eggs, obviously. So like us, homo sapiens, they're useless. <laughs> well, tell us about the technology that you developed to address this problem. The industry today sends 14 billion fertile layer eggs to hatcheries to be incubated for three weeks. And then they meet, as they hatch, human chicken sexers. There is such a profession. And those chicken sexers check male, female, send the female to market, and the males to their immediate death. So what if you could do that process of detecting the sex at the input side of the hatchery and preventing those male potential chicks from being incubated and hatched. That's what EXIT does. We make it possible to count your chickens before they hatch. And this is where the CRISPR technology comes in, is that correct? Exactly, yes. So by using CRISPR, this game-changing revolutionary technology, we edit chickens to lay sex-detectable eggs, where the male eggs carry inside, in their DNA, a biomarker that our device that we developed, branded as Sexit, can look into the eggs and pick up that signal at the entry point of the hatchery and preventing those male eggs from entering and being hatched to become chicks. So there's actually a way of, of looking into the egg? Yes. But before we develop the technology that enables looking into the egg, we had to develop the technology that creates this marker that then we can see. So we make the chromosomes, the sex chromosomes, which are the differentiator between male and female, detectable, and we can see them, so to speak. And that is possible by using CRISPR and editing the chickens to carry that marker in their DNA. The beauty of this is that only the males carry the marker, so the wanted product, so to speak, the female, which reaches market, doesn't carry any addition. It's 100% identical to a regular egg as we know today. That it's a disruptive technology is pretty obvious, but can you elaborate on how? So, again, this is uh, very, very scientific, but CRISPR is, is a new tool introduced to the world a few years ago, which enables a very precise intervention into the DNA, into the gene set of any organism, let it be a plant, an animal, or a human, and by that technology, you can actually, once you have the map of the genome, influence by an addition, either 
knocking out a gene which you don't want to express itself or adding, knocking in a gene that you want to express itself. By doing so, you can create new possibilities and eliminate diseases, create other efficiencies like we are doing. I'm curious about the background. We don't have a lot of time to go into it in depth, but what brought you to this project? One day while I'm sitting at my desk at the law firm I'm a partner in, a few years ago, one of my favorite clients, Professor Danny Offen, phones me and tells me, I, don't, I know you don't believe me with all my stories, but this is another one. And I'm sitting and having breakfast, and we're having eggs, and my friend shows me this video showing the male maceration of male chicks. And I was amazed to find out that eggs are laid with 100,000 embryonic cells, more or less. So the signal is there, the, the information, male or female, is there as the egg is laid. And yet I found out watching that video that nobody knows how to look inside these eggs. Being a brain scientist, uh, the head of, Danny is the head of the neuroscience lab at the medical school at Tel Aviv University. It didn't leave my mind this issue, which I came across by chance, and inspired but by CRISPR and the usage of CRISPR in brain research, which I'm busy with, he tells me, I thought I can solve it in, in the egg world as well. And he approached me to do some IP research to see uh, what's going on. I was then, in my, on my turn, fascinated to find out that this is a problem that the world is dealing with uh, for decades, and so many attempts to solve it have been tried, but there is no solution at market until this day. The way it's done is that the male chicks are actually hatched and only then disposed after going through this sex detection. Interesting. Okay, could you briefly describe for us your business model? So we're actually creating value in many areas of the egg and chicken industry. I'll go through them quickly. So in the egg industry, as we just spoke, obviously we double the capacity of hatcheries. Instead of hatching 2x, now you need to hatch only 1x because the male eggs will stay outside. And you eliminate the need of those chicken sexers because the sexing is actually done at the entry point of the hatchery by automation and not by human labor. Then you have those male eggs that you created. Instead of becoming waste after three weeks, they become a product because they can be sold to markets such as the pharma and cosmetic industries that use egg protein for their manufacturing processes. In the poultry world, the ability to introduce an elegant and cheap way to do sex determination is also important because the industry more and more is raising the male and female in the poultry world separately because of efficiency on feed. The FCR, the food conversion rate of male and female are different, so you want to raise them separately to save on feed costs, which also is a huge environmental impact, the fact that you can save all that feed. And last, you can sell at supermarkets these ethical or welfare eggs, the male culling-free eggs, at a much higher price, the same way today you can find at supermarkets premium eggs, which are organic, or fed, or range-free, or cage-free. This is obviously a higher level of premium that we can introduce to markets. 
Your materials state that you are tackling a truly global problem, creating both economic value and social impact for societies in every nation on Earth. Talk to me about the social impact part of that. There's this whole new concept, relatively new, attributed to millennials that they care and of course, it's not only them, but what happens to the food from farm to fork. So people are more conscious of what happened to what they eat, even if they're not vegetarian or vegan. But if they eat an animal product, and not only, they want to know where it came from, how it was treated, what other ingredients. So the impact of enabling people eating eggs without carrying this price of needing to kill those 7 billion male chicks is a huge impact. Of course, also the fact that we do not need to hatch these eggs minimizes the carbon footprint of this industry because you don't need to waste all the resources of electricity and etc. that it takes to incubate and then sex those eggs. And as I just said, in the poultry industry, the fact that you can minimize feed cost has a huge global impact as well. Have you received funding? Up till recently, we were bootstrapping and we received grants from European governments and from the Israeli government and also won some accelerator prizes. We're just now finalizing our first round and uh, accelerating our progress and go to market. And speaking of markets, what are your targets? So it's a global issue and the whole world is our target. The main driver of where we go to market first will be the regulation. Uh, CRISPR is new. Uh, the world, usually regulation follows technology. That's how it should be because technology comes first. So we are talking to regulators across the world and figuring out uh, the pathway to market given this new technology. Just recently in the U.S. at the end of March, the USDA announced that in plants, CRISPR is seen as accelerated natural selection, and therefore, if it meets certain criteria, will not be regulated. So we believe that animals are next, and we want to be there. Is the application of your technology limited to eggs? CRISPR is now creating a revolution in, in, in all fields of science, human, plants, and animals. Uh, we see Exit and we're building Exit as a platform for CRISPR innovation in livestock. Our next in our pipeline is in the avian world, elimination of diseases, which is a huge pain point to the industry. But then we will also look at other livestock, cows, pigs, and see what we can do there. Tell us about how the uh, Pierce Lions Accelerator Program has affected your business. So the, the accelerator was a great experience, and uh, unfortunately, it's ending soon. But it's really been great, mainly the ability to work with, uh, as a startup with a well-established global company as Alltech, which has presence in 128 uh, countries, and uh, the doors it can open for us within the company and with the network that Alltech has is something that would take years to reach that stage. And the people at Dogpatch, which run the accelerator together with Alltech, have been very, very helpful introducing us to, to partners and to, and to mentors that really helped us 
improve what we're doing and accelerate many processes that we're busy with in the company. Yehuda El-Ram, co-founder and CEO of Exit. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture.